Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Uh, uh, listen, first the fat boys break up. Now every day I wake up, somebody got a problem with home. Did you ever think that we live long enough to see Anthony training? Anybody. I mean, this is kind of like, uh, yeah. this is to me, what do you call oxymoron? When you look and you go, wait a minute. You mean we're letting the the, the, the infant is now feeding and training. So that that's the part to me. I know Chris Kennard's got a vision. Yeah, he did. This is confusing me on. I like it. Yeah. Uh, okay, it's, it's good, good to see. Let's get to the Titans uh, here on Burgundy Gold today. Doc Walker, Scott Jackson here with the Team Night streaming live on the free Odyssey app via the BetQL guest hotline. Bet smarter be the books. Download the BetQL app today. Teresa Walker, Associated Press reporter, covers the Titans. Good enough to join us and explain to us how this team has turned it around. How are you doing this afternoon, Teresa? I'm doing well. And let's face it, when a team goes from 0-2 to 2-2, with two straight wins, it mm. makes life, it makes our lives a little easier. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, we've had the opposite of the Tennessee experience. Uh, it was one and zero, and then it's been just three horrible weeks. <laughs> and it, and it's been you know not even that it's been three losses, but they've it, it actually gotten worse each time out. It feels like uh, with with this group. But I, I want to ask you about the Titans. What first of all. The slow start for them and and how they were able to turn it around, what what have been the two big differences since week one and two to now weeks three and four? Well, the weird thing is if not for a missed field goal by Randy Bullock at the end of the opener, this team could be three and one. Uh, You know, he missed a 47-yard field goal just wide left. Uh, from the spot on the field that he likes. So, uh, but second halves have been a killer for them. I mean, they literally, they scored a touchdown with like 254 left in the uh, third quarter of the season opener, have not scored a single point since then in the second half. So they've been wow. outscored 64 to 7 in after halftime. Uh, but, but on the other side, they have started games really well. They have uh, become just the second team since 2000 to score on every possession to start their first four games. Uh, first team to do that since the Patriots in 2011. So, it, you know, they're, they, they're starting games right. I mean, in the first half, particularly against the Colts, they look like world beaters, you know, and they were up 24-10 against both the Raiders and the uh, Indianapolis Colts and then find themselves needing turnovers and hanging on by the edge of their teeth at the in the second half to pull off wins. I mean, literally, uh, uh, you know, breaking up a two-point pa- uh, conversion pass uh, against the Raiders helped preserve that win, and then recovering the onside kick. And then last week against the Colts, they smothered Jonathan Taylor and got a key turnover late in that game, came up with three turnovers total in that game. 
to help them jump on the Colts early. So, uh, strangely enough, I you know I've covered this team since they moved to Tennessee, and Indianapolis has been a place of horrors. That team now has won four straight games in their visits to Indianapolis, which is just kind of bizarre. But you know, it coincides with the arrival of Mike Vrabel here in 2018. Vrabel, a guy much respected. Uh, you lost your left tackle. You had some injuries. You also have what I like. You have an identity. If you would ask me right now about ours, I have no idea. <laughs> but you have an identity, and it's pound, ground and pound. Your quarterback takes a lot of flack, but overall we know who you are. Do you, are you closer to living up to that, or are you still searching for your quarterback's upside? It feels like they're much more closer to where they need to be. I mean, this is a Derrick Henry team. I mean, he's the two-time rushing champ. If not for the broken foot last year, he was leading the league when Mm -hmm. he broke that foot on Halloween, finished ninth still in rushing in the league. Uh, And, you know, he had 99 yards by halftime on Sunday. And that's behind the line that now, you know, they came into the season needing to replace the right tackle and left guard. And then they had to replace the left tackle when Taylor Lewan hurt his right knee yet again. So second time in three seasons. So, But this is a team that under Mike Rabel last year, he was the AP NFL coach of the year because they used 91 different players, an NFL record for a non-strike season, and still managed to get the AFC's number one seed with a 12-5 and record. And right now, through four games, they've already used 19 different starters on defense alone tops in the NFL. They used four different starters, new starters, on Sunday in Indianapolis, still came up with three four, forced turnovers, and held Jonathan Taylor, last year's rushing champ, the 38 yards rushing. So, you know, wow. they, you know, under Vrabel, they've got that, th- you know, that next man up cliche. Well, you know, somebody on Twitter was joking that the sign over the Titans locker room is like, welcome, you may be playing on Sunday. And that's actually not that far off the truth, uh, you know, off the off the matter of it. That's good, no doubt. Uh, we're here with Teresa Walker, AP reporter for the Tennessee Titans in Nashville, joining us here on Burgundy Gold today here on the Team Nine Eight, streaming live on the free Odyssey app. Scott Jackson, Doc Walker, with you. Uh, I know that you know there was a lot of questions here uh, in Washington after the draft whether or not this team should take in uh, Traylon Burks instead of Jahan Dotson. Well, Dotson's hurt. I know Burks has been hurt. What's his rookie year been like? I know in, in training camp there were some ups and downs with fitness and maybe some asthma, and uh, obviously now dealing with injury. What what are what are the feelings on on Burks and whether or not he can kind of get past these these issues he's had early in his career? Well, that's the thing. The offseason, he was, you know, let's put it this way, that pick was being picked apart um, because the team wouldn't quite address things. And then suddenly his position coach says, oh, yeah, he's got asthma. Uh, And then at the start of training camp, he kind of addressed it that, you know, yeah, he's always had asthma. His first two years at Arkansas, he kind of struggled with it. Then he learned how he needed to deal with it. Uh, Guys, I'll tell you, you come to Nashville and it's its own little allergy pit you know the, we're, we sit in a cup and things hang here and when you first come to Nashville it takes some getting used to and I think that you know coming off of the draft process where you go from working out for the uh, combine to suddenly traveling and not working out I think it all kind of caught up with him but then he came into camp and he was in much better shape and and they liked him through camp and guys I mean he made some impressive plays during camp showing his physical skills his hands you know his you know that run after catch uh, the reasons that he was kind of being compared to an AJ Brown the guy he's you know, trying, hopefully, the Titans hope to replace on this roster. 
and he'd been picking up through – I mean, he'd been doing really well this season. He led them, I think, in catches against uh, – or you know, in one game this year. You know, it's almost been a different player leading them in receptions each game so far this year. And, you know, he seemed to be gaining confidence and, and showing the kind of guy that he could be. And then he got wrapped up at the end of a catch, and, you know, that, that foot, that left foot toe area just kind of got twisted a bit. So – uh, you know, the report, you know, the reports, Titans are just saying they're evaluating. We'll see. He didn't practice Wednesday. Haven't seen the injury report yet for, for today. I don't expect him to play this week because, well, there's a bye next week. So, you know, you know, if you put somebody on IR now, he's got to sit out four weeks. Uh, with the bye coming up, you know, that maybe the Titans give him a couple weeks. Don't put him on IR. I'm very, you know, I'm very curious to see what happens. This team has a history. If they put somebody on IR, it usually happens on Tuesday or Saturday. So since it's Thursday, I'm going to be watching my uh, email and uh, the distribution or the, the transactions list Saturday uh, to see if they decide to go ahead and put him on IR. If he, if he isn't on IR, I still don't expect him to play Sunday, but I, I also don't think that means – I think that means he'll be back sooner than later, which will be a good sign. He, he's been progressing. He's been growing in confidence, and it's one of those things that he just needs to play more, and I, I'm betting some of that is pretty similar to Dotson. When you've got a great rookie receiver, the thing that helps him most is being on the field game to game. Absolutely. Uh, you know, Ryan Tannehill, after that playoff game last year, you know, there was a lot of people wondering, uh, Teresa, whether or not, you know, the, the Titans could continue with him at quarterback. Obviously, you know, he's the guy this year, but they did draft Malik Willis. Um, you know, I, I kind of thought it was interesting in that Monday night game when it was a blowout where they threw Willis kind of out there and threw him to the wolves, so to speak. Maybe that was, uh, you know, certainly to protect Tannehill at that moment, but also maybe just to let the fans see that uh, this guy's a ways off from being ready uh, to start NFL games if they get a little antsy this year. But how, how has he kind of handled the, you know, obviously the, the playoff loss and the, and the performance and, and to come back here? An 0-2 start, I'm sure it wasn't kind to him, and then suddenly kind of steadying things well you you could see he says that he didn't feel like he was more vocal this offseason but even the gm noted that he thought he saw a more vocal uh quarterback in ryan Tannehill, and he kind of had to be i mean they traded for robert woods they they signed austin hooper they you know drafted uh burks and drafted chiga Quanquo, the guy who posted from maryland uh posted the fastest 40 time among tight ends at the combine so there's a lot of new faces around him and again two new positions, uh, two new starters on the offensive line. He's kind of had to communicate more to get this offense up to speed. But he talked early in the offseason back in May about how that, that, that loss, that last one, and the Titans have lost three straight playoff games. Uh, but this last one, you know, he had the third interception with 20 seconds left in what was a tie game, uh, divisional game at home. And then you see the Bengals go on to play in the, in the Super Bowl you know, it ate at him. There were sleepless nights. He used therapy to help work through it. And, you know, and he's at a point that he knows that all he can do now is get them back to January and then see what they do from there. So, yeah, and, and it's interesting. Uh, I saw CBS Sports posted a tweet and I retweeted it yesterday. He's among the winningest quarterbacks since he moved into the starting lineup in October of 2019. He is in the top, he's among the top winning quarterbacks. I think he's got like 32 wins mm. uh, since he became a starter in this league. And the Titans have gone to three straight playoffs uh, with him as quarterback. He, ha- he, with his play action skills, 
he has helped Derrick Henry be the better running back that you know and be the NFL rushing leader in two seasons that he was because he helps give them that threat of the pass, which you know, unfortunately, under Marcus Mariota, they just never could get enough of that consistently. So he is a huge key to this team. In fact, he didn't have a you know statistically a great game in Indianapolis, yet he had the second highest passer rating of the entire weekend and was efficient. So you, know, you can call him game manager, whatever mm-hmm. you want, play action specialist. But you know he he's making things work for this offense. Well, a shootout. I don't necessarily see between these two teams. <laughs> yeah. But I do think that I was proud of what Washington did defensively in some areas, and their strength might will have to be the run, and your strength is running. I, I see this as being low scoring, and with a quick turnaround on our side, the desperation, who's the team that's the most desperate? And well, that's going to be ooh, That's a good one. Yep. That's a good one. Because when you've lost three straight, the desperation is high because yes. you don't want to get another one on that side of the ledger for sure. So absolute desperation. I will say this. Uh, Derek Henry, when he was talking on TV after Sunday's game, you could tell he wasn't happy. You know, and and you know, and and he kind of talked to us today, and he's not, and he says he doesn't really run angry out there, but you could tell he was unhappy with how they've been finishing games. And uh, let's just put it this way. I wouldn't want to be the one having to stop Derrick Henry or slow him down on Sunday. (laughs) You and me both. Yeah, that makes three of us. Uh, Hey, Teresa, thank you so much for your time. Teresa Walker. Thank you. Covers the Titan. Thank you for your insights. uh, And uh, have a safe trip up here. We appreciate it. Appreciate it so much. Thank you for your time. All right. Thank you. Teresa Walker covers the Titans for Associated Press with us here on the Team 980 streaming live on the free Odyssey app here on Burgundy and Gold today. So did you catch that stat? So they're Mm -hmm. the fast starting team, right? Like the commanders are not that, right? But the Titans 64 to 7 in first halves, but Mm -hmm. flat out awful in second halves, only scored in one game in the second half. Uh, Again, uh, as Teresa Walker laid out, Teresa at Teresa M. Walker, four-time AP Pro Bowl writer, four-time uh, Tennessee Sports oh, Writer of the Year. Yeah. Appreciate her time today and insights. But, yeah, this is um, – you know, I, I, I like this story. I think kind of – Ryan Tannehill, to me, Doc, is like the Jimmy Garoppolo of the AFC, right? He's the guy like, well, he's not our guy. You kind of hold your nose at him, you know. But he does have this outrageous record of, like, being in the playoffs, right, and then also winning teams that he starts for win. I know that's not a quarterback stat, but oh yes, it is. By the way, because the only pe- the only people we ever mentioned it about is quarterbacks and coaches. We never talk about wide receivers win loss records or running backs win loss records or defensive end win loss records. It's only the quarterbacks and the head coaches. So they're the ones who make the big bucks. It, it, Tannehill has done that, and there is a lot to be desired about his game at times. I get it. Uh, Hell of an athlete, sure. man. But he I was mean, an athlete. He was a wide receiver in college. Yeah. in this league to a different position and is, is successful is a badass. But I don't, and I, I don't fear him. No, I don't either. I don't That's either. the difference. But, I don't fear him. He can no. beat you. The kid in Dallas, I didn't fear him either. Sure. But he can beat you. No doubt. He yeah. can. He can beat yeah. you. He um, can beat you. But you know, they don't have scary people on the outside either. So, look, you really can sell out for Derrick Henry this weekend, I think, and that would be your best formula, and we'll see if they can do it. As Teresa said, he seemed to be pissed off after a win, which is terrifying. Uh, but I, I like uh, I like the matchup. We'll see if they can do anything with it. You know, again, a lot of it's going to be about them, not necessarily the Titans, you know, what, what the commanders can do or don't do 
offensively in particular, and can they play complementary football for the first time in, well, three weeks because they haven't done it. That's the problem. Yeah, that's been a big problem. We're, we're trending in the wrong direction. And that's where Tennessee seems to be doing a good yeah. job, right? They're play, they always have played good complementary football. And Vrabel's a very good coach. Um, I think you, you got to give him a lot of credit. Mm. And I, I just like the story about a guy like Daniel because it looked as bad as it could be, right? They lose in their home field. They get home field advantage. He throws us three picks. They lose to Cincinnati after their defense. How many times did they sack Joe Burrow in that game? And they eight, still ten, lost. Yeah. It was absurd. And they still lose because their quarterback had a horrible day. And for him to come back, A, to even be there this year, but then, she said, worked with a sports psychologist. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, we talk about mental health all the time, but – you know, I he, could use one. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, he's a sports psychologist daily. Um, you know, it's it's good to Anthony. see that he yeah. he's uh, been able to kind of get past it for now. And look, he's not the long term solution, obviously, for them. But tell you what, this is year four for him as the starter. Year four, he was in that RG three draft with uh, Andrew Luck and Robert Griffin the third, and he's still playing quarterback in the NFL. The other two guys are not. I mean, think about that for a minute. I mean, it's him and Russell Wilson. From that draft class, in terms of quarterback, still going, which is which is incredible. And obviously, a guy named Cousins. Where did he go? He went somewhere too. Uh, let me see. He, I think, it was in London. Yeah, he's yeah, in yeah, London. Yeah. 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 So it's kind of funny. The two, the top two quarterbacks in the draft class out of the league. The guys after them all playing and all actually kind of thriving. You know what gets, puts wow, me right? a new term? I'm going to coin. I like it, and it puts me in a Linnell moment. Okay. Is when I look and see people that were here, that are succeeding other places in the league. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a virus. It, it is to show you how incompetent we've actually been. Just look at how many people are succeeding. I didn't say in right succeeding. Succeeding like really good still. Like really good in the NFL from a coaching or front office standpoint. That were here, and we lost them all. Yeah, and that to me, I got a problem with. That would put me into a Linnell state of mind, which I already know better. All right, coming up, we'll get back to some uh, commander stuff, including Scott Turner's thoughts today. Uh, some sound, Jack. What, yeah. Let's hear Scott sound. Turner coming up. What he had to say about the. Audible situation oh, with Sabah, Carson Wentz. You want to reserve a spot for Sabah? Sabah's. Sure, we can do that yeah. too. Let's get to Scott and then we'll get to Sabah or Sabah and Scott either way. Next here yeah, on the Team Niner streaming live on the free Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 pre- Precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, back here on Burgundy Gold today. Doc Walker, Scott Jackson with you here on the Team 980 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. Uh, Scott Turner wrapped up a little while ago uh, down at the old command center in Ashburn, so we will uh, hear that in a little bit. His thoughts on um, 
the game coming up against the Titans. We just uh, learned a little bit more about from Teresa Walker, Associated Press reporter uh, on Tennessee. Been there since the beginning, since they moved to Tennessee back in the day when they were the Oilers, when they had uh, those early years before becoming the Titans. And, of course, then the Texans showed up in Houston and the rest is history. All right, uh, we're going to get back to calls here in a second at 301 And again, interesting stat about the Titans. Quick start team, sucky second half team. Uh, commanders, crappy first half team. Well, although they haven't really done much in the second half the last two weeks either. I was but, about but, to say. <laughs> could you, you know, it was just but, running but through my that, mind. They used to be. I was uh, thinking, what? Yeah. They've actually had okay starts. Uh, this season, to be honest with you, even even the Lions game, they kept them out of the end zone several times before the the levy broke at, at yeah. the second quarter. Uh, the same deal with the Philadelphia Eagles game; they kept it in the first quarter. They kept them out of the end zone for a full quarter. Then, of course, they scored twenty four in the second, mm-hmm. unanswered. Uh, and then, you know, they scored what their their safety and their touchdown in the in the fourth quarter. And then, of course, um, you know, they had the good start against Jacksonville pretty much didn't do anything in the second and third quarters and they had a great fourth quarter so anyway it's been a weird year needless to say here these first four weeks the first quarter of the season in the books at least that's what they used to say in the old days when you had a 16 game schedule I guess you can still get away with that well Sabah welcome to Burgundy and Gold today Hey there, Doc and Scott. You know, I was going to not call in. I was just, you know, kind of talking to Doc privately there. But after I heard that call from Billy, I'm like, he, he's with me. He's with me. We don't deserve to tank the season for this $28 million nothing, okay? And he is making the offensive line worse because if you got a, 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 a fish back there that's bleeding, and the defense line of sharks, what do you think they're going to go to? The bleeding guy. If you got a guy that can move around stuff, they may not attack as much. Every defensive lineman knows if my guy's going to hold it for two and a half seconds or more, I'm going to get paid today with my sack numbers. They know. A guy like Brady, they don't rush him because they know in two seconds gone. And if you got a runner like Heineke or Howell, I don't care, any of them, anybody, my grandmother, and she ain't even living anymore. <laughs> That's they're wrong. moving. Come on now. Okay, if That's they're moving. That's okay? terrible. That's terrible. Well, I'm just saying it slows down the rush, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's not fair to Terry and Jahan and the defense and Jonathan Allen. It's not fair to us fans to sit here and watch this. Ugh, this what is? It's not even high school football on offense. They are trying to hide him. You have to eventually throw a pass. And all I hear about is say, why didn't they run again? Why did they run again? Who's going to run every down? Every down? They put Heineke. Put Howell in there if you're going to run every down. I mm-hmm. thought we had an upgrade. And Heineke's noodle arm, that you like to call it, threw for 3,400 yards last year mm-hmm. and only 15 starts. Okay? So I'm tired of it. They, and so why doesn't anybody ask? Ask them. Are you considering a quarterback change? No one was asked on to- uh, Wednesday about the changes. Or what, yesterday's Wednesday, no, right? who? No. It yeah. was generic. What changes do you mean? Gotcha. They did not say, were you considering, or will you oh. consider if, 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 um, right. note to if the Wentz beat writers, note to the beat the writers, they want a specific question about quarterback change to the guy who's the general manager and the decider. All right. We got it. All they right. asked it last year after okay. the Dallas game. Okay. They said it's Heineke starting. Mm-hmm. They asked it last year. Yeah. And that was so a long way into the year. season. And you remember how terrible that game was, right? It's the boss. Save I hope lives. you remember how terrible yeah. that game was. No, okay. I do remember. It was awful. And then the next I'm week, not, the I'm next time against Dallas, it was just as bad. Thanks for the call. We need you saving lives. 
Thank you. Okay, Thank save you. lives. Yeah, listen. We need Sabat. You can't have her upset. I, I'm not a, by the way, this just a, this is FYI for the people out there. Doc mm-hmm. and I don't get to pick the players. Um, just want to let you know. Just Wouldn't because, that be cool? You know, I don't even know if I would want that responsibility. <laughs> we don't get to pick the lineups either. I, I uh, just want, an FYI. that responsibility. Just an FYI. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Picking players, yeah. Yeah. it's easy to talk after the fact. I don't know if I'm up for the travel. I just think you need to pace yourself, Sabah. Save the energy for November. Because that's our time frame. Because, look, again, this dude ain't going to say he was wrong. Do you get it? I mean, he ain't going to say he's no, wrong no, he's this early in the season. It was his decision. Not going to say he was wrong. He's not. He's just not going to do it. Okay. You can. Why would he? You can scream he? as loud as you want from Kerry at the New York Bagel Deli, but nobody's nobody cares. He, he's not listening to you. Not listening to me. Listening to nobody. Does it matter? Does it matter? It's going to take them to get to the threshold if it's this bad, if it's whatever the record may be, and the fact that the reality is you're not going to make the playoffs. And oh crap, it's not getting any better. And we're going to have to pay up a second round pick. That's going to be the moment. Yeah, and this has been a close. staff. I think we can all say safely for two and a half years is slow to change, slow yeah, to change, very slow. They're very slow. But in having been in the retail, anybody in retail or in a mm-hmm. customer service business, quote like a restaurant. Yes. Can you imagine running the business that business the way they run their business? No, it wouldn't work. It would. It, it, it could yeah. never. No, it couldn't do ever that. work. Hey, I'm waiting on my food. <laughs> hey, how long does it take to cook up? And they say, "Well, I'm sorry, but the guy in the back yeah. didn't quite show up." Yeah. Or, and I and I look at this and I when I see things that are we don't have enough people on staff not, today. Exactly. Yeah. Not functional, and I go, "Well, what about customer service?" Yes. You ask of the customer, but what do you give the customer in return? And all the customer is saying, "We want the product." Yes. And you're going, "Wait a minute." How about the French rolls? Mm-hmm. Weren't they de- weren't they delicious today? No, we really just wanted you know air conditioner could be too hot for some, too yeah. cold for others. It just seemed like they just don't get it. Mm-hmm. The disconnect comes in. Your number one job is to put fifty three people in the right direction so we can beat the opponent's fifty three. Don't you get it? Oh. It don't matter what your color uniform is. It really don't even matter if the stadium is empty. If it's empty, you got to beat the guys in front of you and protect your people. We seem to have a huge disconnect. Okay. There is. That's, that's my Linnell moment. There's your Linnell moment that's of the day. That's my Linnell moment. That's good. I had, okay. a, I had mine earlier. You had yours I know, late. I, I like know, it. But I'm All trying right. not to ever have them. All right. Let's get to Scott Turner's thoughts on oh, the boy, offense. I, I want to hear what he had to say about like the, about the audible was... system that apparently is in place. There is an audible system in place, believe it or not. Are you serious? Yes, there is. We'll get to that okay. uh, coming up next. It is uh, Burgundy Gold today. Doc Walker, Scott Jackson, Team 98 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. Oh, all right. Burgundy and Gold today, Doc Walker, Scott Jackson, Linnell Willingham. The Hoffman Show is coming up, following us. And, That's uh, where Linnell is today, right? Craig and the Big L. Yeah, they'll be getting it on today. And uh, Hoffman, look, we're all lucky to have content. Unfortunately, we don't get the chance to control the content to make it the way we'd like it to be. Yeah, no doubt. Sometimes, you know, it's like being a weatherman. <laughs> you know, it's just sometimes we just had like a hurricane running through us a little bit, and uh-huh. now we got to settle it. I want to believe in every game that we go into the game that we can win the game. 
Hey, by the way, James Lofton's calling the game this weekend with somebody named Andrew Catalan. He must be new for CBS. Oh, Joe, oh Lofton? Got to yeah. reach out. Okay. Yeah, I like Lofton. Yeah, oh, good dude, yeah. man. Even yeah. though he's a Cardinal. Yeah, yeah. Stanford yeah. guy. Yeah. But we don't hold that against him. No, he's great. So that's, yeah. um, you know, I'm sure it's just us and friends and family in in Tennessee that will get the game. I mean, oh, I can't no. imagine it's a highly. This would be blacked uh, out? Uh, you think so? Highly, what do you call it, uh, mapped game. I yeah. think it'll probably be the smaller ones. Because, I mean, you're going up against, I think it's. They got Buffalo and uh, Pittsburgh's probably the national game. So all the Steeler fans here will be cussing oh, and fussing because they're going to go what? sports bar. Go, we don't have to yeah. hear from Big Tony anymore because yeah, yeah. they're done. Yeah. Now we're at, the, we're at the tip of where we live, and he's fighting it like, like you yeah, get Yeah, yeah. He's uh, very upset about the loss. We've the got the Burgundy and Gold hotline open for you. Steve, welcome to Burgundy and Gold today. Steve, you with us? There he is. Steve. How you doing, fellas? Hey, hey man, Steve. How are you? Yeah, so the comment about the quarterback situation, um, I would stick with with the $28 million guy, um, put the rookie in there, how, see what we have after this game if we don't get a win, and just go from there. I mean, I don't think we're going to beat Tennessee. Uh, I don't believe in a quarterback that we paid all this money to, and that's just my opinion, fellas. But um, the wheels are falling off this thing, and we need to make – just do with the players that we have and make everybody accountable. And that's my take. Appreciate right. it. Thanks for calling. That's what we want, honesty. You want honesty? doesn't have to be what you'd like to hear. I don't like going into a game thinking I can't win. I don't feel that way. Mm-hmm. I think, if anything, the next two weeks, I feel – as comfortable as I'm going to feel in a month. Yeah, I mean, you got to be cautiously pessimistic at all times of this team anyway. Yeah. But um, I get it. I, I totally get it. I mean, yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, when else are you going to be only a point and a half underdog at home? I mean, Green Bay is going to be favored by more. Minnesota will be favored by more. I don't know about the Falcons in the 27, but maybe they will. I oh, think the bye scary. week is probably favored by four points at this, at this juncture. Uh, the Giants will probably be uh, favored over you. Cleveland yeah, uh, and Dallas for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So this would be the closest line for a while um, at home. That's why. Yeah. You hate to see when cold red. Mm-hmm. No, mandatory. All right. Let's get to Scott Turner from today. Oh, can't wait. Hear what can't he had wait. to say just a little while ago. Wrapped up at uh, Commanders Park on the team's performance of late. Here's Scott Turner. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I felt like we were able to move the ball uh, when we didn't have the penalties. You know, we had we would move the ball, and then we put ourselves behind the sticks, um, and that's a really – I mean, any defense is tough uh, to overcome that, but that's a very tough defense to overcome. You know, you get yourself in second and 22, um, you know, those situations. Uh, we, you know, we had seven penalties. Um, those took place on five, five drives, uh, and, you know, all those drives ended in – four of them ended in punts, and one of them – um, ended in a field goal where we were down inside the 20, you know, and backed up and had to get a field goal. So, uh, you know, when you play a defense of that caliber um, and you commit to running the ball, um, you cannot have the negative plays. I and mean, you can't have negative plays anyways, but, but especially um, against a team like that, you know, when you're playing on the road. So, you know, that's something that we, we have to clean up. I mean, we talked about the negative plays the, year, the week before. They came in the form of sacks, all right, this, this week. Um, they were penalties, you know, so it's just, you know, those are things that we have to eliminate. Um, obviously, it's hard enough as it is. So when you make those mistakes and, and make it harder on yourself, 
it's not a good good recipe. And then when you look at like some of the formations under center and shotgun, I think under center was like 18 of 20 times you ran the ball. Shotgun was like I think it was 80 percent of the time pass ball. Do you know that in there? Like, it was that part? Like, did you know it was going to kind of unfold that way, or do you look back and say it's got to be more balanced? You know? uh, no, I mean that's something that you look at. You know, yourself scout as the game goes. When it's in, when it's inside the game, um, you know, you don't want to be that heavy. But we were having success with the under center run. You know, so um, actually our two passes were not very successful that we ran from under from from under center. So. Uh, you know, that's something that, you know, we looked at during the week and you never want to have, you know, tendencies like that, especially as the year unfolds. Uh, but, you know, we, we were aware of it, but, you know, we didn't really want to go away from it because, uh, you know, we were, for the most part, blocking them well up front when we didn't, you know, get the holding calls. Um, Scott, uh, we obviously Brian Robinson looks like he's uh, on the verge of being back for you guys. Uh, what what is he ultimately do you think going to do for you in terms of play calling and just helping out the offense? Yeah, I mean he's a good he's a good player, really good back. I mean you guys were able to see what he can do uh, in the preseason or over the summer during training camp. Uh, we're excited to get him back. You know the the trainers and the doctors will make the decision on you know when he is actually able to to play. You know that might be this Sunday. We're still kind of waiting and seeing him. Mean, he's looked great uh, at practice. Um, you know he's not going to come in and just carry the ball 30 times. Like obviously you know and I mean. It's first time ever playing in the NFL too I mean, he's a rookie so um, there's going to be you know a period of kind of you know getting him going um, but I think we're all excited I mean we're really excited about the personal aspect of the story um, just such an amazing thing for him to come back um, after what he's been through uh, but as a player you know he's going to give us some juice and that physical presence and just a good all-around back the the play action numbers haven't been where you guys want them so far does does his does having a Robinson whenever he's able to go his style do you think that can help that since he's more of a traditional runner yeah i think i think that helps i think he helps the overall offense it's another it's another quality player that the defense has to account for um we talked about it last week with the play action numbers i mean we've had some negative plays and that just kills your efficiency especially when you're you know you're this early into the season um i expect those just to those to increase you know as the uh and do well do better as the season goes on and we just have to like i said eliminate those those negative plays we've had you know some sacks on play actions um which has really hurt that What's Carson's level of autonomy in terms of being able to change things at the line of scrimmage? And were there, in your discussions, were there times last week you wish there had been more of that? Uh, there's, you know, it's not not a lot. I mean, you know, we do have some plays where he can adjust, um, not necessarily the play, but maybe he's adjusting protections. Uh, most of the time, you know, you know, we're getting the line. Um, you know, we're trying to run plays. You know, get get off fast. Uh, there wasn't a lot. You know, I mean, him him changing the plays. We had some, uh, you know, we had some plays. You know, the, like. Just like any game that I'd like to have back, we had some get plays where we, you know, we had some missed assignments um, that that caused caused some negative issues, or maybe caused a, like an over exaggeration, which was a hold, you know, or a penalty, um, stuff like that. But no, there wasn't anything where we thought we could have changed the play outright. The offensive line is going to be what it is because of the injuries. Are there things you can do to help? make life a little bit easier up there yeah and we did you know we tried to do some of those things um you know with the uh, with getting the ball quick obviously running the ball you know take some pressure off of them um there's always things that we're going to look to you know helping certain guys um you know understanding our matchups you know with what the defense is showing us and then how who do we want to help based on those matchups those are always things that things that you look at um but you know, this is you know this is part of the league. I mean, guys guys get hurt, and you know other guys have to step up, and we got to make it work with with the guys we have. No one's no one feels sorry for you. Following up on Kime's question about kind of the tendencies on shotgun versus mm -hmm. under center, 
do you worry about it becoming too predictable uh, at a point, or do you think it's been? I think at some point, yeah, you do. Within one game, I don't necessarily, especially when you know, um, you know, we ran for you know we had 5.3 yards of carry. That that wasn't the issue, you know, running the ball or them knowing that we were running the ball. Uh, we need to improve the play action pass, like we just talked about. Um, so some of that could be some of the you know some under center play action pass. Um, like I said, the two passes that we ran, those weren't good. So you know we got to make sure we're doing a better job uh, in those instances, anyways. Uh, but yeah, over the course of the season, like those are those are things that you absolutely look at, and we look at those you know week by week. Th- that one single game, um, don't. You know, I don't take as much account to it because of the way it was going. And then, yeah, in gun, you know, we threw the ball more. A lot of times those are, you know, I don't know if you guys are looking at first and second down just overall or, you know, as the game goes on, you know what I mean? We were down. So you're going to be in gun. You're going to throw. You know, so that one's not as worrisome to me. And um, we haven't seen Curtis or Jahan out there. What have you kind of made of Cam Sims and Diami Brown if they need to step up? And uh, I think that, go? you know, Cam and, and Diami, I mean, Cam's been here, you know, obviously since for even before me, but as long as I've been here, got a lot of faith in Cam. Uh, Diami, you know, I thought Diami had a good camp, um, and he'll be ready to go if we if we need him. Um, you know, we're, we'll see uh, on those guys. I'm not sure if we'll get uh, – I think we'll get – one of them back. I don't know if we'll get them both back uh, for the game. Curtis is dealing with a little bit of an illness uh, in Jahan, but that's still a touch and go. We're not sure um, on those those guys, but they're going to be close uh, for the game. What does Sadiq bring at right guard? You know, Sadiq brings some athleticism. Um, you know, I, I don't know if you noticed him on some of those screens. You know, getting out, doing some, doing a nice job on those. Uh, he's a guy that you know, he, he's played for us last year. He started. Uh, he started three different spots, both guards and right tackle, and then he played some snaps at left tackle. So he's a versatile player. He can play guard and tackle. Um, his deal is, you know, he's played and kind of played well for some spots, and then he's had an injury or something that something where he gets dinged up. So uh, I anticipate, you know, he'll be able to stay healthy and he'll play well. I thought he did a nice job when he got in there uh, for the most part uh, against Dallas. And on Carson's first intentional grounding, is that just kind of the player trying to enforce him, like we don't need to – be a superhero here, or what did you see on that, and what's the takeaway? Yeah, from I think you know um, we we've talked about that. Uh, the first one, you know, you break the pocket and you're out there, and um, you know you get a chance to throw the ball away. Just get thrown away, and we can get we can get to second and ten, or even if it's not, you know, whatever, um, get to the next down, you know, and, and don't don't take a negative. Those are all just kind of moments, that, teachable moments that that we that we work through there. How would you say you guys are doing in marrying the run and the pass game and make everything look similar? Uh, I think that's a week by week thing. I mean, sometimes it won't necessarily look the same within a game, but maybe we'll run a play action that looks like a run we ran the week before, you know what I mean? Um, or vice versa. Um, you know, that's something you're always trying to trying to work towards. Um, situationally, you know, sometimes it's a passing situation. It's, it's not as important. Um, but, you know, in those true, you know, first and 10, second and short, um, you know, we try to do a, a, a good job of marrying those things. And that's something we always are working towards. And even without those five big plays, the play action efficiency numbers are, are still lower. Is that something that is maybe a court, the quarterback or the, the rest of the offense? I guess what, what else can you do to try to get that where it needs to be? And, and would you consider changing that approach? Yeah, I mean, you just look at kind of the, what are the different run actions that you're using. I mean, that's something that you can look at. You know, we've looked at that whether, um, depending on what, what run you're faking, what style of run. Um, 
you know, and that's what you're talking about, marrying it with the runs that, that, that we have run. Uh, and that's something that we, we have to do and make sure that we're matching the things up uh, with what we do with what we do well in the run game. Like you said, making it look the same and then making sure we got the right guys doing the right things. When you have a string of penalties like you guys did up front last game, do you say anything? Is there anything you can do about that in game or you just you know the players are no, yeah, you talk about that. I mean, you talk about being smart, you know, when it's holding, you know, keeping your hands inside. I mean, we had some issues where, you know, we had a double team and maybe one guy left too early. Now someone's left out to dry and they get a penalty hold, uh, called on them. So making sure that we're playing assignment football because a lot of it, a lot of that is what led to, you know, the penalties. Um, it's really just about knowing the details of your job and then making sure you're doing that play in and play out. Uh, and when you do that, you know, you eliminate the negative plays, you eliminate the penalties. Um, yeah, sometimes the defense is going to make a play, and we can live with that. But, you know, it's hard when you're doing it to yourself. Just a general football question. Yeah. I think you see more teams nowadays running the too high safety look pre-snap, like the Fangio, Staley type mm -hmm. defense. Why do you think that's um, become more popular among defenses this year? I think uh, I think teams are playing pass first defense, you know, and they're willing to give up some plays in the run game, um, and they're trying to limit explosives. You know, I think that's really what it is, and um, they want to limit explosives. Um, if they're going to play pass first, and, and then you're going to dare teams to pass, and they continue to pass, then then they're going to try to create negative plays because they're playing, you know, pass first defense. Um, you know, that's I think that's just a general answer, a philosophy answer. That's you know one of the one of the ways I see it. Thanks, coach. Do you, do you think that along those lines, do you think that defenses look at coordinators or quarterbacks as not being patient enough to not you know? play that patient game that you need to yeah I mean I think there's a little bit of that that they're just like hey you know maybe we'll give up some runs and then eventually you know what I mean we'll hit it you know we'll hit it right you know so I think it's kind of that game of you know chicken or whatever that you know we play back and forth with the coordinators so Thanks, coach. all right thank you all right Scott Turner's a little while ago wrapping up down with the commanders talking about a lot of things including predictability were they too obvious last week with being under center with the run it actually worked as he pointed out most of the time so the passing part of it did not work out so well and the play action is not good like you would think the play action would be good at some point one of the many things they got to work on obviously talking about some of the audible ability of Carson Wentz or in this case the lack thereof uh, that has been shown so far all right, coming up, we'll put a wraps on this one we got Thursday night football to look forward to tonight doc I don't know if you're aware of it yeah it's Thursday again uh, get your uh, you get your uh, handheld device ready to watch football uh, if you don't have that uh, Prime Video hooked up oh, in no, the house. I've got Prime. You get it all I've hooked up. Prime. Of course you do. I'm just talking to people in general. Yeah. And, of I mean, course, you, you know, other Prime? people that have um, these illegal uh, ways of getting it, like Big Tony and others. Oh, that Tony. Told us about it. Yeah. Paid for yeah, you could do all that stuff, you know, or you just stare in somebody's window to watch the game at night, whatever you do. But Tony is, you know, he's going to be one of us now. <laughs> I can't wait. All right, coming up, we'll get to uh, a little bit on the Thursday nighter and something very amusing from Bill Belichick. Imagine that today. As well, it is uh, Burgundy Gold today. Doc Walker, Scott Jackson, Team 90 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. Back here, Burgundy Gold today. Doc Walker, Scott Jackson with you here on the Team 90 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. Um, we got the Hoffman show coming up and our friend Linnell Willingham will be in with Craig today at four 30. Big L. Big L. Yes, that's true. Big L. Sorry. The my big bad. L. You got to um, mention the big. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. You got to, you always got to mention that. So anyway, um, Brandon Marshall, by the way, 
um, who was here yesterday in this building, apparently, uh, the former wide receiver, was also at commander's practice today. He's apparently doing a live podcast show uh, tonight. And um, our friend Ben Standig caught up with him today, and they talked about a lot of things. So you want to check that out if you go to the Athletic oh, Standig, DC. Standig, Standig is kind of giving us the Heisman, which um, does kind of surprises me than it does. I always <laughs> knew Ben was Ben was headed towards. Well, stardom. listen, he's on. He's in practice when we're on the air normally. So there is that. I actually talked to him today before I got here. So uh, he, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but you he know, might be. Ben, blo- he's just ben, blowing you off. It's not. Just, it's not. I think it's personal. <laughs> I really do. Yeah. You know who else was at practice today? Wayne Rooney. The what? yeah, DC United general manager was at, at practice as well. I don't know if he was looking to try to sign uh, Joey Sly uh, to DC United. Hopefully not. Hopefully, uh, maybe. I don't know. But he was just checking out practice today. So there you go. What's the interesting piece? E60, and it was on um, women's soccer and all the oh, abuse. Man. And oh, it's terrible. No? It was enlightening. I'm glad they're cleaning it up and right. going through some things of that nature, which is good. A lot, lot happening. Um, I could use a good story, though. I really could use a good story. And I need a victory Monday. You need a positive story in a victory I need, Monday. I really do. Yeah, I really do. I'm I, with I you. can't. I'm not built to go through this for like six weeks in a row. It's kind of tough. Um, by the way, Bill Belichick the other day. I don't know if you caught this. Um, it, it felt very much like 2015 when the Washington Redskins at that time were getting ready to play the Patriots, and he was bragging about how good the special teams were here. Don't do that. And at the time, everybody was laughing because our special teams were actually, in fact, horrible. horrible. It was horrible. In fact, horrible. So he apparently did this whole big special teams thing on the Lions the other day. (laughs) Uh, Belichick did. It was like talking about how great the Lions special teams were uh, and how they had the best punter in the NFL. They got somebody that you have to – it would be the best special teams player uh, that they face Uh, all year. It it may be true. I don't know. Uh, But he does this thing. And, and and I think he almost does it just to show you about like, hey, look, I watch special teams, damn it, and nobody, none of these other jokers are watching. Well, he is special. a team's guy. No, now. he is. That's where his his yeah. teeth were cut. So anyway, yeah. he says he appreciates you know the good special teams. He said, Lions punter Jack Fox called him the best punter in the NFL. Even called him a threat to pass on a fake punt as he did last week to pick up a first down against Seattle. Mm-hmm. He says the Fox is the best punter in the league. He's outstanding. Fox is a weapon. Kickoff punt. Punt for accuracy, punt for distance, throw it like a quarterback back there. That was a throw 15 yards deep, good coverage. He put it right in there. Belichick also said Chris Board, um, the linebacker for the Lions. Board, that's the best special teams player we'll play against all year. He's great. He's a great, great player. <laughs> they have a good. Uh, he has. Uh, they have a good team size, speed in the kicking game. Good specialists. They're working through the kicking situation, but they have some very good, outstanding players in those units. It's going to be a big challenge for us in the kicking game. So that was Belichick. frogs for snakes. Dude, when he did that stuff, the, the, the John Thompson, the uh, Washington Redskins. At the that time. was the funniest thing at it the was, time. Because at the time we were terrible. Yeah. It was awful, awful special <laughs> teams. Team. And he's like, no, I like their special teams. They're really good. I'm like, what? <laughs> no, they're not. They're awful. And they enjoyed it. I mean, it's yeah. almost like, yeah. you know, going to your rival stadium yeah. and being photographed with the rival's owner. You know what I mean? It's kind of, no, yeah, you're yeah. laughing. No one would ever do that. No, but never, never. It would be like doing that. And you think that that's the photo you want. Right, right. Yet you've been played. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no doubt. It, it is uh, It is great. I, I just, um, 
I enjoy Belichick. He also gave no comments, basically on the on the Matt Jones, Mac Jones injury. Um, you know, it was it was funny, just yeah. to listen. Best to him. press conference: Popovich, Belichick. Yeah, and I wish that our guy was more like that. Yeah, Parcells back in the day. Oh, couldn't the beat best. Him. Couldn't beat him. The best. And Gibbs. He, yeah. Really, Joe. Hey, Joe. Man, I tell you what, he looked like he was constipated as soon as the press call. He did not want anything to do with that. All right, thanks yeah. to Teresa Walker, Fred Smoot for joining us, uh, Anthony Haney, Matt Essig behind the glass, and our and our, our new guy whose name is escaping me. No, he didn't get a name. No, he didn't our get a name. Our name was producer. No, no, he didn't get a name. You got to earn a name yeah, on the air. Yeah. Michael. Oh, Michael. 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 Sorry. Hey, Michael. Michael. Thank you, Michael. How you doing, Michael? Good job. Fun, man. Sorry, buddy. That was fun. Great job. All right. The Doc Walker, Scott Jackson, Hoffman shows next. We'll be back with you on Monday here on the Team 980. Streaming live at the free Odyssey app.